Hi, and welcome to today's episode of Daily Musings. I am Alicia, although I barely know my own name right now because it's a Friday afternoon. It's been a long week. My daughter's at her first week at preschool and just a whole bunch of running around. And by the mid-afternoon, I kind of feel like my brain is melting out of my ears. Maybe this is like a motherhood of a, you know, when you're the parents of a young child, just the thing that happens. So that's the reality we are. Uh, that's where we're at right now. There might be a lot of incomplete sentences and trailing off into nothingness upcoming. So I just wanted to warn you of that. I wanted to talk today about something that I don't like talking about with anyone, not even just, you know, my my friends on the internet, but also my friends in real life and others as well, because it's, I just, it's just embarrassing. I mean, it's shameful. Uh, at least my own, uh, my own self-talk is pretty negative around it as it's hard not to be because we're going to be talking about smoking, smoking cigarettes in particular, because I know there are a variety of things that one could choose to um, smoke. So uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I, I quit um, again. So I have uh, when I was younger, I smoked for quite a while and uh, quit when I was still quite young. So, you know, you start young, you quit young. That was all well and good. And then I kind of like got a little bit more loose with it. I'd have the odd social cigarette, like if I was out at a party or, you know, playing a playing a band show kind of thing. It's hard to separate from music when you're in the creative field and you're doing a lot of performing. At least in my experience, it seems like everyone around you is, is doing these things. So it's easy to say, ah, oh, yeah, what's one? What's two? Uh, just mooch from other people. And then the next day have none and you think you're good. But it's a slippery slope. And what I found recently is um, previous to COVID, but not far before it, uh, just various things were, were putting a lot of pressure uh, and stress on my mind and heart. So I turn to an old familiar friend, uh, really not such a friend, but it feels like a friend that sometimes, and I picked up the habit again. And it was just a little bit at first. It was just like, just one in the evening to kind of take the edge off of a difficult day. And then it was like, oh, maybe, maybe two in the evening. And then I'd have like, I'd just go way off the bandwagon and I'd have a whole bunch on one day and then be like, okay, okay, okay. I'll just like lightly smoke for a while. And this whole give and take pattern, and then I'd quit for like, a hot minute and then I pick it back up again. This whole give take pattern was happening for a good two years. Um, and now I'm sitting in front of you. I think it's day 30. So I think I, it's been pretty much a month since I've like actually quit, quit. So I've been through uh, pretty much the hard part and that's pretty much done. It still is a little bit challenging sometimes and I have to be careful that I don't get too complacent about it, but that's, that's where I'm at right now. And that's, just the kind of overview of this journey. So one of the, the reasons that I wanted to talk about quitting smoking with you is because one of the, one of the reasons that I started this channel is so I could talk about any, anything, um, including the things that I'm excited about, but also the things that I'm struggling with. So that includes things that are difficult to talk about, like the, our weaknesses and the things that we fail at or our perceived failures, especially for those of you who tuned into yesterday's episode when we were talking about self-compassion and just the inner critic that is constantly like judging you. I've been doing a little bit of work with that because this is something that I struggle with, a, a sort of um, really harsh inner critic, um, a sense of perfectionism. And all of those things makes it hard to actually like look myself metaphorically in, in the face 
I don't know. Why am I looking? This is where my tired brain, I'm just imagining like having a stare down in the mirror. It's hard to look in the mirror. I do not look in the mirror. Well, I do look in it. Where am I going? It's hard to look at oneself and one's flaws and admit it to other people. It's one thing to admit it to yourself, but it's another thing to admit it to other people. So I thought it was important that I share because it's important to know that everyone struggles with things and what we struggle with might be different, but a lot of people out there likely also struggle with addictions and addict addictions to cigarettes are um, innocuous. Uh, nope, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say insidious. They are not innocuous. Correct, correct. Uh, they're insidious because they don't have an obvious negative impact on other people. Uh, they might have in the past, uh, but where I live now, there are laws. You're not allowed to smoke indoors, etc. So it's harder to um, to negatively impact other people with your habit. I mean, the most that people are going to be like annoyed by the smell of your jacket or, or things like that. So it, it's not that your habit of smoking doesn't impact other people, but it's not the same level as if you were addicted to alcohol or other kind of substance abuse, because those are the things that actually like alter your behavior and smoking cigarettes doesn't alter your behavior. It's a very sort of private um, punishment. It's a sort of a, uh, it's sort of like, uh, like all addiction is, is self-harm in some way. Right. Um, but smoking cigarettes in particular is self-harm as opposed to outward harm to other people. And that's what makes it maybe a little bit more challenging to quit among other things. I mean, I've read that, um, like I've read a little bit about uh, like books about smoking and stuff too, as I was trying to quit this. And it really is to, uh, to some people anyway, as difficult to quit as quitting something like heroin. It's extremely addicting and not just on a physical level. Cause I I've always found every, every time I've quit, which is a lot of times, but especially the times it sticks, the first three days are kind of hard. Um, actually they're very hard. What am I saying? I practically was like blinded with, uh, with desire, uh, in the first three days, but it's a very, that's where you get a lot of the physical symptoms. So, um, I would get things like headaches, uh, like shakes, stuff like that. Um, really not fun to go through, uh, like hot, like you just get hot and then cold. Um, different people have different things, but I find the, the physical addiction withdrawal symptoms to be really challenging for the first few days. But once the physical withdrawal symptoms leave, um, they're actually, it's actually kind of convenient because the next three days or even the next week I find way more challenging because I don't find the struggle to be with the physical addiction because I can I can grit through it like physical addiction withdrawal symptoms suck but I can I can do it and they're so all-consuming that they're very easy you can't look away from them you can't avoid them you just have to kind of like I don't know just get through it but once you're through it and you're looking your emotional addiction in the face. That's when things get a lot more challenging because that's where you go through every single routine of your day. Things that used to be uh, trigger points for your desire to smoke cigarettes and you have to face them without, um, without the kind of like high alert uh, physical withdrawal symptoms that take up all your attention. So once those are gone, all of a sudden you're thinking like you're pouring that cup of coffee and you're like, oh my God, I love having a cigarette. 
when I have a cup of coffee. It's like the best morning combo. It's like, and then you just put this experience on a pedestal and you think about how you'll never have that experience of, you know, never again will I have the joy. My life will be hollow and empty and meaningless without that cigarette with my coffee. And there's a lot of points throughout the day that you have to deal with like that. Um, so all kinds of weird random triggers. Like if I order that I didn't even know I had, so like ordering takeout and waiting the 20 minutes for takeout or an obvious one for some people is drinking alcohol it tends to um, not only not only loosen your ability to say no to things, but it also just cigarettes and alcohol is like it's such a nice combination. So that's a challenging one. Um, but yeah, basically, there's all these little trigger points and you have to create a new habit. So what you're telling yourself in a moment. So if I'm really, really stressed out, what I used to tell myself is, I need to smoke because it'll make me feel less stressed out. And that I had such a strong attachment to that story. So that when I get stressed out and that trigger comes and I think I need a cigarette so bad and I can't have one because I quit. Everything is the worst. I am in, in literal hell right now. Um, what I like to think about um, in those moments and what I've noticed now that it's been about 30 days is the more times you come up against a situation that stresses you out, say, the more you break that um, that emotional dependency, thinking that it's the cigarette that's going to make you feel better. It's uh, that it's going to be the thing that removes your stress because you you it's you invent that association. It's not literally true. Like a cigarette is only going to calm your stress to the extent that your addiction has made it so that it calms your nerves. But if you took away the addiction entirely, I mean, tons of people cope with stress in ways that aren't smoking cigarettes. It's not a necessity, even though it feels that way. So the more times I would have these consistent triggers and I would get through them, the less strong that tug, that emotional tug was. So that every single time I bumped up against something stressful, the signal was less and less every time to, to have a cigarette. Um, as being the thing that's going to make me feel better. And I still get trigger points. There are still moments, um, probably I would say like at least once a day. Uh, but by this point, most of the, like the, ha like the habit is kind of gone. I'm not like I used to be in the habit of taking breaks on the patio or, um, in the evening. Like if I was having a beer or morning coffee, whatever, all of these things, I used to have these habits. And by now I'm not used to that anymore. I'm not used to just like going out for a smoke. Um, so it's, it's a lot easier now than it was. But um, yeah, that, that emotional addiction aspect of it is really difficult. One thing that I find difficult as well is being a musician because I have this strong, <laughs> being a musician is difficult for a lot of reasons. I said that a little bit poorly, but what I mean is that um, I have a, a long standing connection between smoking and art. And this happens to all kinds of creative people. It's like the like with alcohol or other things, um, whatever it happens to be, there ends up becoming this like sort of linked up, almost like romance association between the two things. So that when I write a song, it makes me want to smoke and uh, smoking helps get me in the creative zone because the two have been together for so long. Like I have so many experiences of writing music, uh, playing shows, just like quietly songwriting on my own, going through painful emotional experiences that create the desire to write music. All of this is tied up in a knot with smoking cigarettes. So that's one point of, of challenge for me is, is how do I 
be creative without this thing because they're so linked in my mind. And of course, it's all an illusion. Of course, that's just a story I tell myself. So I have to remind myself, cigarettes don't make me creative. I've just invented a link because of uh, just basically habit, just doing the same thing over and over for so many years. So the only way that you really break that link is you start creating habits in the opposite direction. You write music without smoking cigarettes, you do that enough times, and then eventually that becomes the default norm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I could talk about like a lot of the, the challenges for those of you who have, um, who struggle with addiction or who have quit smoking or whatever it happens to be. Um, my compassion extends to you because yeah, I mean, I've basically just been a total disaster. I think it took me about two weeks into this to get past the point where I was not a total nightmare to be around all the time. So, uh, it is a little bit of a, a process and I'm still going through it. So I was a little hesitant to talk about it today because I, I don't want to talk about like, Hey, look at me. I quit smoking for 30 days and then tomorrow I'm going to like go buy a pack or something. And then, uh, <laughs> then I have to face the music, face you guys again. But I think I feel pretty good about this. I feel pretty stable about this. I think having, um, having a child is a good motivator to not keep the habit going because, uh, obviously I don't want to, smell like smoke around her. I don't want her to notice. I was always keeping it really secret from her because I would never want her to see me do that. And the older she gets, the more challenging hiding would be. So really that, that was a super strong motivator. Nothing else. Like I know that I'm healthy and I live a healthy lifestyle and all of these things, but people aren't I have received comments uh, about how people have been surprised in the past, like, oh, you're vegan. Why are you smoking? I know it doesn't make any sense. Um, but these things don't always like if you're interested in healthy eating or veganism or yoga, that doesn't mean that you are like super healthy in every area of your life or that you have no problems in other areas of your life um, because we all struggle with things. I mean, you could be uh, you could have uh food addiction issues and be really into yoga, for example, it, they're not mutually exclusive. It's just, it breaks the trope. So I know that it's surprising for some people when I talk about this, but um, it's a really old habit. It's something that I think I had my first cigarette when I was like 12 years old. And uh, probably by the time I was like midway through high school, I was uh, getting, getting older friends of mine to buy smokes for me because you aren't allowed to buy them when you're that young, but you have to get someone to do it. And uh, yeah, I was kind of just just in it pretty deeply from a young age. And that preceded any part of my life where I was focused on healthy eating and all those things. So there, um, you know, I guess one thought that I have is that uh, that people are struggling with all kinds of things, whether it's addiction or other issues like basically we all have problems and we're all suffering um we're all in pain so i'm just thinking a lot about kindness lately and how to be kind to myself as i get through this difficult situation um i feel like i've kind of reached the light at the end of the tunnel at least but i'm coming out of this tunnel thinking that uh that's we're just we're way too hard on ourselves and we're way too hard on other people and it's easy to forget when, um, you know, if someone in your life is struggling with addiction and uh, you feel a lot of anger towards them, which is really normal and healthy even, um, just to remember that they're in a lot of pain too. Um, and you are as well, but like, it's just helpful to remember that we're all human and we all experience pain and things are really difficult. And 
any like harshness and condemnation is not going to solve the problem. You're not going to solve someone's addiction issue by, um, you know, talking down to them or saying like, Oh, I hate that you do this is terrible. Um, or like kind of getting on someone's case about it. Really the best thing I, I've found in my own life, uh, is that the best you can do is just, just love other people and give them your love and support. Uh, even if they're, you know, quitting whatever it is for the 20th time. And you're like, they're, it's never going to stick. Like this person's a lost cause. Still support them. Still give them your love and try not to give them too much of your um, condemnation because they're probably giving themselves 10 times more what you're giving them and just adding to this pile of self-loathing that they don't need to, to deal with on top of everything else because that's just going to perpetuate the vicious cycle that might be feeding the addiction in the first place. So let's just love each other. Let's just be kind and celebrate our wins when we have them. That's the message uh, for this weekend. I hope you have a, yeah, a fabulous weekend and I'll catch up with you guys.